morning, brethren. How are you doing today? I trust that you had a good night rest and that you are up feeling well, all prayed up and ready to go. I trust that you have shared or sharing these devotions with your friends. We are looking at this matter of the family and Satan is on the attack of the family. There is much that we are going to say about the family. We're going to run this series for quite a while, for there is much I want to share with you. But we are building on this day by day as if we are building a house. So I greet you with the words of Charles Wesley. The song entitled Love Divine, All Loves Excellent. The third stanza says, Come Almighty to deliver. Let us all thy life receive. Suddenly return and never, never more thy temple leave. Thee we would be always blessing. Serve thee as thy host above. Prayer and praise thee without ceasing. Glory in thy perfect love. Love divine, all love excellence. And that's the glue that really keeps the family together. Now, I, we are looking at God's purpose, our purposes for marriage. What's God's purpose for marriage? We said that God's purpose for marriage is companionship, partnership. I want to share another one with you this morning. God's purpose for marriage is for pleasure. In the book of Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as a loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be the ravish always with her. I want to read that verse for you again, and I want you to know where it's found. Proverbs 5, verse 18 and 19. It says, Let thy fountains be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as a loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravish always with her love. Hmm. May I say to you that the hind here that the Bible speaks of is a pleasant female deer. The roe represent the same, especially a red deer. They are most beautiful we are told. But to explain this, that the purpose of marriage is for pleasure, the Apostle Paul had some things to say about this, and this is what he said to the Corinthian believers in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, reading verse 1 to 5. I'm trying my best to stay with the scriptures, that the things that I would share with you, you would see that these are not things that I am saying. I'm taking these things from the manual and showing you how this matter of marriage needs to be dealt with. So Paul writes to the Corinthian believers in the seventh chapter, 1 Corinthians, he says, Now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me. Now as I read this, I can see that someone wrote to Paul or some folks wrote to Paul and explain some things that was happening that no doubt they wanted him to have something to say about in regards to this. They need some light on this. So he said, concerning those things, 
It is good for a man not to touch a woman. So right away, we can recognize that it was something to do with man and woman. In verse 2, he says, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman her own husband. Now look at verse 3. I'm trying to prove to you that God's purpose for marriage is for pleasure. He said, Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise the wife unto the husband. Verse 4, The wife had not power over her own body but the husband, and likewise also the husband had not power over his own body but the wife. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says something, Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. Here the Bible teaches celibacy is wrong for married persons. In the Corinthian church, there were those who practiced celibacy within their marriage. Some overzealous husbands apparently had decided to set themselves apart wholly for God. In doing so, they neglected or even denied the responsibilities to their wives, especially in the area of their sexual relations. Some wives were doing the very same thing. The practice of such behavior was common when the spouse was not a believer. The apostle applied his command to all marriages as is clear in verse number 10 to verse number 17. He says, And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife, he says, but to the rest speak I, not the Lord. If any brother hath a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which hath a husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband, else were their children unclean, but now are they holy. But if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God had called us to peace. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? But as God has distributed to every man, as the Lord had called everyone, so let him walk, and so are they and I in all the churches. Hmm. He include married believers are not to leave their husbands. Hmm. Married believers are not to leave their wives. They are not to sexually deprive their spouses, whether or not the spouse is a Christian or not. You know, these days, people... Some people are saying, you know, I was married to you before as a Christian. Now I'm a Christian. I don't believe it's right to be married to you. Wrong. Read the scripture. The scripture teaches against that. The apostle made no exception to the instruction that the husband fulfill his duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. God holds all marriages to be sacred and he holds sexual relations between husband and wife not only to be sacred but proper in every obligation. The apostle made it clear that the physical relation within marriage are not simply a privilege and a pleasure, 
but a responsibility. That is a responsibility. For he said in verse 4, Say the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise also the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. God honors sexual desires and expression within marriage. Failure for Christian husbands and wives to submit to the sexual authority of their spouse bring dishonor to God because it dishonors marriage. Wow, time is up on us. I must stop and pick up next morning. Lord, your word is what I'm sharing with your people. And someone, somewhere, I trust that the Holy Spirit of God will use it to help someone. Thank you, Lord, that we can go to your word and see what you want us to see and, and read what you want us to read and understand the manual for our marriage. Lord, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Go out and serve the Lord and tell somebody about Christ and encourage someone to just stick with it. Stick with the Lord Jesus Christ and with his word and with their marriage. Have a great day.